From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Diemer, and the saga continues. Let's break down and read some of the best Twitter threads out there coming up on the Decrypt Daily. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. Today is Thursday, November 10th, 2022. No, you didn't hear wrong. I'm supposed to be on vacation today. We're not supposed to have a pod today. However, um, yesterday was just so damn busy. I woke up, I did an interview, made a podcast, I took my car in. Um, there was just so much to do, clean the house after the wash party. And then by the time the, the sun started going down because of damn daylight savings time or falling back or whatever you want to call it, it, w- it was dark. <laughs> and we're just like, now we have to still pack and get ready to leave at 6 a.m. in the morning. There's no way. So we decided to just, you know what, we paid for the room today, we paid for the cottage today, and we're just going to, you know, chill at home, and we'll drive up tomorrow. It just is a lot less stressful. Anyway, that's why you have a pod today, but there will be no pod tomorrow. Before we get into the prices today, I have a quick PSA, and that is that FTX is going down, okay? And we don't know what's on their balance sheet, we don't know what they're hodling, we don't know anything. All we know is that they're in a liquidity crunch and they were one of the biggest exchanges in crypto. And so if you have crypto on exchanges, if you have cash in exchanges, just know that this is going to be a domino effect. Please, 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 please. And this isn't financial advice. I hope nobody messes anything up when they're trying to do this, but not your keys, not your coins. Make sure you transfer things off of exchanges and hodl them, especially for the short term, because other exchanges quite possibly can have liquidity crunches and block withdrawals. And then your crypto is just locked there. We don't know what's going to happen to it. And with your crypto locked in there, you're going to have to wait months and months through litigation. You're going to have to wait for uh, letters of intent. You're going to have to wait for due diligence. Maybe VCs are going to come in or any other investors. And if it just goes through the legal route, look, there's people with Cryptopia right now (laughs) that are still, still waiting to get their coins out of that whole debacle that happened, I think, 2017, in the fall of 2017. So look, please get your cash, get your coins out of any exchange. I don't care if it's Coinbase or Binance or whatever. And just huddle your keys and your cheese, please. This is going to have ripple effects. If it doesn't, then fine. But we saw what happened when Luna went down. We saw what happened when BlockFi and Celsius went down. Please control your cash. Take your cash out. Take your coins out. You've been warned. This is not financial advice, but you've been warned. It does sound kind of <laughs> um, contradictory that it's not financial advice, but I'm telling you to you know, manage your own money, but I don't know what to say. I'm just really trying to protect people, and, and please, please, again, get your money out. Before we get into those crypto prices, this is going to be an interesting episode because I am not reading headlines. I'm going to be reading the Twitter threads, the interesting Twitter threads around the Twitterverse 
that really, really try to explain what the hell's going on. And yet everything, and yet nobody knows. And even Sam Bankman-Fried sounds like a fool. Let's get into those crypto prices. The time is 11.05 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have Bitcoin sitting at $17,483, up 1.3% in 24. Ethereum is at $1,311, up 11.2% in 24. It's still down 15% in 7, though. Tether's number 3. Binance is at 306, up 4.6%. And USDC is number 5. Rounding off the top 10, we have BUSD, XRP, Cardano, Dogecoin, and Matic, which is up 19.1%. Yes, my bags are saved. And just remember, everybody, this is a bounce. I'm Obviously, I don't know what the hell this is, but be careful on the bounce. Uh, you look on Twitter, you look at anybody who's been in the space, you're going to have a crash. This thing crashed like crazy. It bounced. It looks like, oh, everything's good, but there might be still many more legs down, especially if we find out more about FTXs and Sam McMahon-Fried's messed up behavior. So just be careful. The total market cap is up 3.9% at $885 billion. Then we have a BTC dominance of 37.9 and an F dominance of 18.1. For today's news, what we're going to do today is we're going to try to paint a picture from multiple angles of what happened with FTX. And for that, I'm going to pick three Twitter threads that give you different ideas or different feelings or different scenarios or different insights to what happened. And that's going to be James Altucher, Jesse Powell, who is the CEO of Kraken, and Sam Bankman-Fried's own Twitter thread. All of them are speculation. All of them are just a story about their feelings or what they think happened. And Sam Bankman-Fried's Twitter thread, even though you think it would be the clearest, the best explanation out there, has very, very big issues. And makes him sound like a fool, as we'll hear what Kobe says, Crypto Cobain says, about what he tweeted. First, James Altucher. James says in his Twitter thread, FTX and Binance is a crypto soap opera. This is a crazy story of love, hate, money, and we might not get to the bottom of it. What I say in this thread is speculative. But here's what happened, what is happening, and the good and bad of what might happen to crypto. First off, CZ and SBF were friends in the past. They grew up in the industry together, and CZ even invested in FTX. CZ was born in China and his family moved to Canada. The China to Canada route is a well-known path for people in China with money to get their money out. When regimes change in China, a lot of people disappear. Watch the latest CCP meeting and to see what happened on live TV. A big issue in Silicon Valley for people of Chinese descent, there are private meetings that places like Google or Apple for people born in China who have had that same issue. Someone from China calls them in a friendly voice and says, we just want to say hi. And by the way, we're here with your aunt and uncle and they say hi. This is not a conspiracy. This actually happens. Seems actually kind of a conspiracy, James, but whatever, we'll continue. Nobody talks about it. It's a non-subtle way of saying, hey, you better be here when we need you. Binance and FTX, like all major exchanges, were being looked at by regulators. This is not a big deal. Everyone wants to do business in the U.S., and FTX, Binance are the biggest, and so, of course, they want to talk to regulators. If you get the U.S., you get the world. So it becomes very competitive. Correctly or incorrectly, 
SBF was saying to regulars what I was saying above. Watch out for the CZ China connection. CZ heard this and went apeshit. Nobody wants to be in trouble with regulators. I would be upset if my friend competitor was saying that I was a spy to regulars, even if I was a spy. CZ might have thought, ah, Sam Bateman Freed is trying to put his hand in my pocket. I'll destroy him. CZ takes action. After an article from Coindesk questioning the balance sheet of FTX's trading arm Alameda, CZ announces, we're selling all of our FTT in light of recent revelations about FTX. Those revelations were not news to him, but this was the perfect chance. This is the perfect tweet to inspire paranoid speculations. The crypto market has PTSD about Luna and Celsius, and now everyone doesn't want to wait around to see what CZ means about FTX. They want their money out, SPF states. That's crazy. We have billions of dollars in cash to handle withdrawals. That's more than enough. We've never had anywhere close to that in withdrawals. However, in the next 24 hours, FTX has a net $1 billion in withdrawals. Whoops. If everybody went to the bank at the same time to ask for their money back, the bank would not have the money. Here's how banks make money. A bank takes your money and gives you 2% interest on it. I don't know what bank James is using, but whatever. We'll just assume 2% interest. Then they take your money and lend it to somebody who buys a house for 8%. The business model of a bank is that the difference between 8% they make and the 2% they spend. Now, what if there's a run on the bank? Everybody wants their money back. Well, the bank doesn't have it. They lend it to Joe, the home buyer. So they go to the Federal Reserve and say, hey man, we're too big to fail and we need a little bit of money. And the Fed will give them whatever money they need. So a really big bank in the US is totally safe, assuming you believe in the dollar, which you do. But an offshore crypto exchange that gets a run on their assets has no Federal Reserve of crypto. They basically run out of money like old-fashioned banks used to. This does not mean crooked behavior. It's a run on the banks. In 1933, to prevent run on banks, FDR actually closed all the banks until things calmed down. By the way, the game Monopoly works the same way. The government learned a trick from the game. Basically, the bank never goes bankrupt. If you run out of money, just write numbers on ordinary slips of paper. SBF calls his old friend CZ and says, if you don't buy us, you'll never get out your billions in FTT. So buy us. CZ says, sure, but we have to do due diligence first. A deal is announced. Everyone is relieved, but people are waiting to see what due diligence says. CZ uses this as an excuse to see the finances of FTX. His real plan from the beginning was to put the final nail in the coffin. He gets information for free and says, eh, nah, we're not. We're not going to buy you. This is the final nail in the coffin. This was CZ's goal to crush Sam Bateman Freed and destroy his soul. But did CZ overplay his hand? If you can't trust big exchanges, how can you ever trade and buy and sell crypto? Crypto needs billions of users before it goes mainstream. And the user interface to the industry is horrible. It's hard to buy Bitcoin for mom and pop. In summary, James says, short term is a cluster without some good news. The entire battle was personally motivated, but maybe a slight chance of something more insidious. Although it's insidious enough that CZ executed on the perfect plan to annihilate his competitors. And so James Altucher totally made up scenario, <laughs> but he does have an interesting point about CZ using the chance to look at the books of FTX to see what's really going on and then destroying his competitor. And there is your fictional story for today. Let's move on to Jesse Powell. Jesse Powell's Twitter thread says, This industry is made up of many very smart, passionate, open-minded, welcoming people with genuine humanitarian interests at heart. I know we're going to get past this. True believers will not be deterred. But this is a massive setback. I'm really trying to control my rage. Our good, trusting nature makes us easy targets for con artists. 
Some even tell us straight up that they're here for profits, not crypto, and we praise them for their honesty. Yet we're surprised when they turn out to be who they said they are. We need to raise our standards. This isn't about aiming high and missing. This is about reckless greed, self-interest, hubris, sociopathic behavior that causes a person to risk all the hard-won progress in the industry for their own personal gain, while already being rich AF. We let clowns ride under our banner while they sell us out for their own interests. We give them power to speak for us, but they haven't earned that much privilege. When they blow themselves up, it's our house, our reputation, our people, which bear the brunt of the damage. The damage here is huge. An exchange implosion of this magnitude is a gift to Bitcoin haters all over the world. It's an excuse they were waiting for to justify whatever attack they've been keeping in their back pocket. We're going to be working to undo this for years. The last few months have been brutal. Even people that should have known better got wrecked. More business failures are sure to come as the contagion spreads. Beyond the industry, lives are destroyed. I pray we don't lose our people like we did in the wake of Mt. Gox. VCs, the media, and the experts failed. People torched their own reputations, vouching for individuals, projects, businesses they had not had diligence. Retail looks at you, presuming that you've done your job. You have the duty to be critical and withhold undue praise. I know for a fact that VCs wrote checks blindly. Why? Because revenues were strong. Were they sustainable? Were they bleeding out money the other side? Was it all predicated on the unattainable self-dealing setup, front-running clients, misappropriation of users' funds? Nobody ever asked. Red flags. Acting like you know everything after showing up to the battle eight years late. Nine figures buying political favor. Being over-eager to please DC. Huge ego purchases like nine-figure sports deals. Being a media darling. Seeking out puff pieces. Virtue signaling. And FTT. Please, as an industry, we have to recognize the signs. Believe people when they show tell us who they are the first time. Shame them and shut them out. If we don't, they'll take us down with them when they inevitably destroy themselves. Don't trust. Verify. U.S. lawmakers and regulars have some accountability too. You drove this business offshore because you refused to provide workable regime under which these services could be offered in a supervised manner. Enforcement wrongfully focuses on convenient onshore good actors. Thankfully, Kraken wasn't exposed to any of the recent disasters. While we aim to give our clients access to bleeding-edge crypto products, we take a very conservative approach to our business operations security and financial resiliency. Survival and mission above profit. Ultimately, we have a responsibility to humanity to protect crypto and deliver it, unadulterated to the masses. We can do that by being good crypto citizens, self-regulating, attacking the cancers among us, and leading by example. We can't beg the government to save us. I pray for everyone who got caught up in this mess. I hope it doesn't turn you off on crypto. I hope you take care of yourself and continue to be part of this community. These are growing pains. Money can be made again. Stay with me. I remain your humble servant, Jesse Powell. And finally, a Twitter thread from SBF himself. He says, I'm sorry. That's the biggest thing. I fucked up. I should have done better. I also should have been communicating more recently. Transparently, my hands were tied during the duration of possible Binance deal. I wasn't particularly allowed to say much publicly. But of course, it's on me. We ended up here in the first place. 
So here's an update of where things are. This is all about FTX International, not the US exchange. FTX users are fine. I'm gonna have to stop there for a minute and say, don't trust that. Make sure you have your cash and your crypto. Treat all of these numbers as rough. There are approximations here. FTX International currently has a total market value of assets collateral higher than client deposits. Moves with prices. But that's different from liquidity for delivery, as you can tell from the state of withdrawals. The liquidity varies widely, from very much to very little. The full story here is one I'm still fleshing out every detail of. But as a very high level, I fucked up twice. The first time, a poor internal labeling of a bank-related account meant that I was substantially off my sense of user's margin. I thought it was way lower. My sense before, leverage 0x US liquidity to deliver 24x average daily withdrawals. In actuality, I leveraged 1.7x and had liquidity of 0.8x Sunday's withdrawals. Because, of course, when it rains, it pours, we saw roughly $5 billion of withdrawals on Sunday, the largest by any huge margin. And so I was off twice, which tells me a lot of things, both specifically and generally, that I was shit at. And a third time I fucked up, I didn't communicate enough. I should have said more. I'm sorry. I was slammed with things to do, and I didn't give updates to you all. And so here we are, which sucks. It's on me. I'm sorry. Anyway, right now, my number one priority by far is doing users right. And I'm going to do everything I can to do that. I take responsibility and do what I can. So right now, we're spending the week doing everything we can to raise liquidity. I can't make any promises about that, but I'm going to try and give everything I have to make that work. There's a number of players that we're in talks with. Letters of intent, term sheets, etc. We'll see how that ends up. Every penny of that and the existing collateral will go straight to users unless or until we've done right by them. After that, investors, old and new, and employees who have fought for what's right for their career and who weren't responsible for any of the fuck-ups. Because at the end of the day, I was CEO, which means I was responsible for making sure that things went well. I ultimately should have been on top of everything. I clearly failed in that, and I'm sorry. So what does this mean going forward? I'm not sure. That depends on what happens over the next week. But here are some things I do know. First, one way or the other, Alameda Research is winding down trading. Second, any scenario which FTX continues operating its first priority is going to be radically transparent. Transparency it probably always should have been having. A few other assorted comments. This is about FTX International. FTX US, the US-based exchange that accepts Americans, was not financially impacted by this shit show. It's 100% liquid. Every user could fully withdraw. At some point, I might have to say more about a particular sparring partner to speak. He's talking about CZ, I think. But you know, glass houses. So for now, I'll say this. Well played, you won. Stop there for a minute, pause. Glass houses, throwing stones at glass houses. Now remember... It's been going around that Sam Bateman-Fried has stated, I don't have any direct source on this, but he has been saying, according to the interwebs, that a lot of major exchanges are illiquid and they don't want you to know. So, what does this mean? Look into it. In conclusion, Sam says, not advice of any kind in any way. I was not very careful with my words here, and I do not mean any of them in a technical or legal sense. I may have not described things right. Though I'm trying to be transparent, I'm not a good dev and probably misdescribed something. So what does Kobe say to this? 
Alameda blew up the same time as Three Arrows Capital did, but Sam Bankman Freed bailed them out with customer funds secured by FTT and Hood Equity, meaning that they have been illiquid for a while. Kobe also said about this, Sam Bankman Freed wrote a 700-word thread and managed to leave everybody more confused about what actually happened. And here's some other tweets and comments in the space that I think are noteworthy while we figure out what's going on. Crypto.com pauses withdrawals of USDC, USDT on Solana. I think that we have the dominoes starting to fall. As we all know, Binance backed out of the deal to buy FTX, as we heard earlier. Tron's Justin Sun announced plans to return normalcy to all FTX users. Where Brian Armstrong, aka BitBoy, says this, Rumor is Justin Sun is being extorted by SBF, telling FTX it will support it if Alameda stops dumping USDD, which is their stablecoin. If it continues, it could depeg USDT, which I don't believe that, but if USDT depegs, we're in some shit. Bruce Fenton said this, The current chairman of the SEC was appointed by a politician who received $5 million plus dollars in funding from Sam Bankman-Fried. Remember, Joe Biden was given $5 million by Sam Bankman-Fried for his presidential run. Biden then appointed the chairman. His appointment to chair, Bruce Fenton continues to say, was confirmed by Congress. Congressional candidates received an additional $26-plus million from Sam Bankman-Fried in the past year. And finally, Elizabeth Warren tweets this. The collapse of one of the largest crypto platforms shows how much the industry appears to be smoke and mirrors. We need more aggressive enforcement, and I'm going to keep pushing the SEC to enforce the law to protect customers and financial stability. Brian Armstrong, the CEO of Coinbase, pushes back and says, Tighter regulations on the U.S. crypto firms in the wake of FTX's liquidity crisis makes no sense, given that so many crypto companies are based offshore. Basically, what he's saying is that no matter what the U.S. does, you can't control the exchanges that are offshore. And remember, that's what Jesse Powell said, saying that, hey, if you had a more welcoming, inclusive regulations and standards to operate in the U.S., these companies wouldn't be operating offshore. They would want to be in the U.S., but you pushed them out. And this is what we get. I think that's a cop out. I think that's true and false at the same time. Sure, they're operating overseas because of the lack of clarity and regulations and welcoming innovation and this kind of tech. However, just because you're not in the U.S., doesn't mean you're allowed to engage in fuckery for fuckery's sake. So being a bad actor isn't about location. It's about you being a good person and understanding how to run a good business for longevity, sustainability, and the crypto future. Well, that's it for today's Decrypt Daily. I'll be on the road tomorrow, so you won't have a show on Friday, but I'll be back on Saturday and Sunday. And please remember, go to Apple Podcasts, like, subscribe, share, leave us a comment, Go to Spotify, too, and click those five stars. Show everybody that this is the best damn crypto news show on the planet. And until Saturday, happy hodling, everyone.